everybody, and welcome to the Final Femme Podcast, the podcast where one of us, me, your host Sydney, loves scary movies, and my co-host Jack hates scary movies. Hi, Jack. That's me. That's you. Not a How big fan of them. I'm okay. You said? <laughs> How are you, Sydney? I'm fine. What did you think? Uh, have you seen this before? No, I have not. Okay. Well, today we watched yeah. Alien, so what did you think of it? It was not bad. Okay. It had some... Okay, let's just get this out of the way. It was an hour and 50 fucking seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So, it was slow. Which falls under your rule by three minutes. I think this is turning into <laughs> Sid's rule. This is not even Jack's <laughs> rule anymore. You started it. I did not start I'm just try- mm-hmm. Yes, you absolutely did. I am just trying to follow your lead, Jack. Okay, fine. The new definition, <laughs> people, is 92 minutes. If it's above no, it's that, too late. <laughs> that's too <No>. late. <laughs> we can't what? change it now. <laughs> oh, this is definitely Sid's rules then. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Steamrolling right. Jack here. Uh, yes, it was long. It was drawn out. But the cinema, like the shots were really good. I really liked the special effects. Most of the characters I liked, they were, they were troublesome at parts and frustrating. Frustrating is probably the word I'd use. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. Okay. How about you? Um, yeah, I like this movie. I've seen it before, and I I forgot like kind of how long it takes to hmm. ramp up, oh, and yeah? then once it gets going, it like pew, takes off. So I like this movie. I mean, it's a classic. It's the original Alien. So yes, and we will, we will get into this. But man, some of the movies we watched already, mm-hmm. holy shit! It's like they're trying to recreate this one. Yeah, this one I feel like is one of the like top sci-fi alien yes. movies of all time. So right. that does not surprise me. Yeah. Okay. So alien came out and the distinction alien is the first one. Aliens with an S is the second one. Almost. Which... I almost watched the wrong one, to be honest. <laughs> I wondered about that. I'm glad you did it. I, me too. Um, yep. <laughs> so this came out um, June 22nd, 1979. So especially effects wise, like you were saying, I feel like, it was kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. It is directed by Ridley Scott, written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett, S-H-U-S-E-T-T. And it stars, well, it stars a bunch of people, which we'll get into, but it stars uh, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, mm-hmm. which, uh, fun fact, Ripley was originally supposed to be a dude. So good job, Sigourney Weaver. I have a funny suspicion that if it was going to be a guy, mm-hmm. the character's name was going to be Ridley. And he, to change that, he's just like, let's just turn that D upside down and make it a P. He's like, it's definitely not a self-insert, guys. No. No. I didn't cast myself in this. He failed no. his own audition for his own movie. Right. <laughs> right. So the, I guess the premise, the brief premise they have written up at the top is the crew of a commercial spacecraft encounters a deadly life form after investigating a mysterious transmission of an unknown origin. Yeah. Which is... I mean, yeah. That sums it up. That works. Um, the budget. Come back. Budget, come back. Budget, come back. Uh, okay. Yes. As Jack said, this was an hour and 57 minutes. So. <laughs> Sorry. Cleared his role, obviously. <clears throat> <laughs> the estimated budget for this movie was $11 million. Opening weekend, it made in the U.S. and Canada, it made three million five hundred twenty-seven eight hundred and eighty-one dollars. Okay, but the gross worldwide oh, yeah. was 
$106,285,522. So she made some money. Yes. Not surprised bit. by that last number. Kind of surprised with the opening weekend number. I thought it would be higher. I was too. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I mean, I guess because it kicked off the franchise, but I was also like, oh, didn't make as much as I thought it would mm-hmm. opening weekend. And I suppose but, yeah. $11 million back in 79 went further. Because, again, True. special effects are insane. Like, yeah. They're great. Yeah. That's that's what my favorite part of this movie uh mm-hmm. by far easily. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, um so there are a bunch of taglines. The official one which by the way, I had this written down cuz I thought it was kind of cool. A copywriter for the movie Barbara Gibbs came up with this one and it's in space, no one can hear you scream, which is great. I like that. Oh, is that like the okay, is that the origin of that cuz that's that's a really good Really good tablet. Yeah. Yep. It came from this movie and she came up with it. So good job, Barbara. And this is referring to the, well, I don't want to spoil it, but this is referring to the alien, right? No one can hear the alien scream in space. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to do my uh, old Jack thing where I cut to the end of the movie. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so they've got some other taglines on here. One of them is it's alien, the eighth passenger, which I, I don't. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> like he's hitchhiking he's just like hey what's up <laughs> sometimes the scariest things come from within which eh. yeah, yeah. We'll, so we'll get I, to that that little reference there <laughs> oh my god i like in space no one can hear you scream i, I, think I don't that's i don't think any movie we've watched since or before this or even after this are going to top that it's such a good tagline it is um, let's see. I have some, f- I actually have some facts for after the movie because uh, uh-huh. some of them are, some of them are spoilers. Oh, well, I already um, <laughs> did that. Well, yes, you did. Oh, I do have a fun fact for you, Jack. This movie mm-hmm. originally was three hours and 12 minutes long. That's supposed to be fun. So... <laughs> you're supposed to be like, oh, wow, I feel so much better. It's so short. <laughs> so you're saying there's a director's cut and we are going to watch that? Uh, you can watch that. I don't. <laughs> what? You're not going to join me, Sid? I'm busy. <laughs> oh, yeah? Don't have enough time for that? Hmm. Now you uh, know my pain. Oh, this movie did win an Academy Award for special effects. So There you go. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Um, let's. Oh, nope. Nope. Before we get into it, um, what, Jack, what could we possibly have to talk about before we get into this movie? I'm going to need you to talk to me about Sully, please. You know what? S was a good uh, editor. <laughs> he yeah. was a good producer, a good engineer. But I, I will tell you, man, I, I, I'm i sorry. I didn't mean to call you man, Sid. Mm. Are you not offended? Okay. You're not offended, right? Okay. I'm not offended. It's okay. Well, S would have been offended if I called him a man uh, because – I think he was in per- – I don't think he was truly who he said he was. No. I got that vibe too. Yeah. But what what, what we what I heard anyway – I'm not sure maybe this is similar to what you heard is that mm. he basically he, – he went on a, you know, a secluded island and mm-hmm. was, you know, vacationing. He, he earned Mol- it. He, he edited the episode. Mm-hmm. What? Molting? What? Hmm? Huh? What? Um, but I, I, I heard that he like – he – Flew down into a flu mm-hmm. <clears throat> in a plane and then landed. And he ended up taking a bath in a mm-hmm. cistern and he couldn't get out. And oh, they poisoned the water. He poisoned the water hole. 
<laughs> and some sp some sparkly vampire came and bashed his brains out. Oh in. man, how violent! On, yeah. On. Well, that will do. You know, seclusion will do that to a vampire. Man. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> so so S Sally Soli, we hardly knew ye. To the point where I can't remember your name, but we really appreciate your work in the Lighthouse oh episode. Uh -huh. And um, you will be sorely cacod. Missed. Jack! <clears throat> what? Oh God, nothing. Do we have another person with us? I believe so. And I believe their name, her name, mm -hmm. is Helen. Is that correct, oh. Helen? Uh, hi, I'm Helen. Uh, yeah, I'll be here editing everything up for you, making everything sound good. And uh, I just want to give out a, a solemn caca to our, our passing producer. Caca, caca. Oh. Rah, rah, caca. Let's, let's have a good show. Welcome, Thank Helen. Thank, Thank you, you Helen. for the caca. Yeah, I, I, you're very soft-spoken. It's, it's kind of nice because sometimes we have producers that are kind of a whirlwind. Um, and mm. while it very much contributes to the energy of the show, and I like that, it's nice to have a little kind of reserved, you know, editor, uh, you know, soothing voice. That, that, a kind of bombastic nature is really just for the birds. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Welcome, Helen. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Your displeasure pleases me. Oh, shut the fuck up, Helen. <laughs> shut up. Anyways. All right. So we open with a shot in space. And it's just kind of a slow pan while the actors' names... Actually, everybody. Like, the music people. It's just the actors' names popping up on screen, mm -hmm. which... We've talked about older movies kind of do that, which is nice. So you can get the recognition right away if people don't he, stay for credits. He, which I, I don't. Other than the the trope of like, oh, let's stay because there's like this secret scene at the end of the movie after the credits. I don't yeah. think most people stay for that. And I like that they no. put it up front and people get the the you know, like the, the due yeah. that they deserve. Yeah. I agree. I'm not sure when they stopped doing that. But yeah, it's kind of a nice little nod. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as the title comes into focus, we've got some eerie music playing. And then we've got Jack's favorite words on the screen. Yes. And one of those were... I will say I love how the title of the movie mm -hmm. like slowly is revealed. It's yeah. just there's like weird symbols at the top of the screen, and then as it kind of the camera keeps panning, it it keeps adding legs to the A and the L's leg Yay. and the dot to the I. It was really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. Alien. Also, side note, I watched this last night, so if I fall behind, Jackariah, I will expect your help. I did too, though. Well, and today nah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So I pause to read the words, and it says, Commercial towing vehicle, the Nostromo, crew seven, cargo refinery processing 20 million tons of mineral, or the course they are returning to Earth. Yes. So it's a mining ship that's going back home to Earth, essentially. Yes, right. So we go into the Nostromo, which I kept wanting to call it the Nostradamus. So that's, uh, uh, I'm glad we stopped calling it. Nostromo. No it is trauma. a weird name. Mm -hmm. It is a weird name. It's like a like a pasta that just doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue very well. I'll have the Nostromo, please. <laughs> oh, a little death with that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
so then we have wide shots of the ship's interior and we're kind of going from like down the hallway and room to room and seeing like nobody's up nobody's awake mm -hmm. it's very empty so at first i don't know about you but it would kind of make you think like this was an abandoned ship like nobody's that's, here that's what i wrote <laughs> but so far an empty ship um mm -hmm. yeah and it, it, i did not know where this movie was going so i thought maybe like oh this is like a the aftermath of what happened and they're gonna like mm. jump back in time or something but no it's just kind of <laughs> it's a nice way to like along with like throwing the credit to the beginning it's 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 like showing you the set and it looks great i, I love the set on yeah like, it's it's very original or at least to my knowledge i, I don't know i'm not a huge sci-fi buff but that's a good point and then we go into i think it's like the the cockpit and you just zoom in on a cam on a computer sorry and it, it mm -hmm. starts deedling text across the screen deedling text i don't know yes. the verb i want a deedling are you a programmer <laughs> yeah you oh can tell gosh, yeah. definitely a programmer uh, <laughs> so i think the ship is starting to wake up the crew because in our next room we see the stasis pods opening and um, people start to sit up. They're in like undershirts and they're kind of rubbing their eyes. So you get the sense like they had put themselves to sleep to be able to travel like long distance. Yeah. Let me just say that some of those camera shots were, I was basically seeing up, who will later find his name is Dallas. I was seeing up his skirt with that camera shot. Yeah. Some of them go up close. <laughs> wow. Saw a Woo! little too much. Uh, deep space indeed. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thought I was going to skate by that one. Nope. Okay. So our, our next scene is, uh, the crew is all awake. They're sitting around the table. They're talking and eating. And I didn't really write anyone's names down right away. Cause you kind of don't really know who's talking. I did write down Jonesy, the orange, beautiful cat. Also, just so nobody worries, the cat makes it out alive at the end of the movie. Because I told a friend we were doing Alien and it had a cat. And she was like, does the cat die? I was like, nope, the cat is fine. So don't worry. You spoiled it. I would never make people wait and be concerned for the cat the whole episode. I think I don't know what this is. Perhaps we predict the future every time we do an episode again. Because I feel like Poltergeist, I was like, why do they always have dogs? Well, we need some cats in these goddamn horror movies. Mm. And then here we go. Here we are. It's Jonesy. And the cat? What? Let's just say cats are never on the human side, even in, in <gasps> reality and world in real life. So, oh, get your hand yeah! off your heart, you bleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Clutching my pearls. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Careful. You're going to crush Listen, them. Shut the fuck up. Jonesy loved Ripley. Loves Ripley. Jonesy is fine. He, oh, yes. 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 But – the the nature of the cat is to protect itself and run away from danger. Which no, what what do you what? Are you, did we watch the same a, movie? A single person and it attached to Ripley and it is very loyal to Ripley. I will hear and, no and, slander of Jonesy. And Ripley was very loyal to Jones as well. Yes, so, she was. Yes, it's it's reciprocated. Anyway, just wanted to point that out. That I'm like, <laughs> why are there any cats in horror? Here we are. I just eat my own words. And Here we are. Lo and behold, the movie was like 30 years older than the other movie we watched. So, Yes. Well, so Jonesy's <laughs> there <laughs> sitting next to Ripley at the breakfast table. Mm -hmm. I, I did look it up because I wanted to find Jonesy's name, but it's apparently four different cats, which bummed me out a little. Oh, no. Were cats hurt in this making of this movie? No, I think oh. like different cats probably have different skill sets. 
like for up close shots versus being held versus running or whatever? Uh, it does take a special cat be- to be held because they don't seem to usually like that in a situation like that. My little calico likes to be held. She likes to be kissed on the back of her neck by me. Okay. Well, thanks for ruining my point. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all day. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we meet one of our first characters, Parker, um, and he is played by Yafet Kodo. And he, I think he's one of like the engineers. He's able mm-hmm. to kind of like rebuild the ship. So he's our lead engineer. Um, and he pipes up and says that Brett... He and Brett, who is played by Harry Dean Stanton, that they wanted to... Sorry. Just Harry, Harry Dean. Dean Stanton <laughs> plays Brett. Uh, so Parker and Brett want to talk to Dallas about bonuses because they feel like they're not getting paid as much as the rest of the crew, and that's unfair, which I kind of agree with if they're the ones repairing the ship if something breaks. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And this is not Star Trek where it's like, we're, we're exploring for the good of mankind. No, these fucking guys are on a commercial <laughs> ship. They want to get their goddamn bonuses or whatever yeah. we're talking about yeah i uh, don't blame them Mm-mm. but dallas who is dallas is our pilot and he's kind of our captain but he's kind of like a shit captain he is he, the least charismatic person in charge yeah. i have seen it in a movie so far he's very self-serving but mm-hmm. he is played by tom scarrett 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 i'm sure also real quick and this you can kind of see it later in the movie a little bit but in original cuts dallas and ripley who is played by sigourney weaver have a relationship and they have some scenes of them like having sexy time which they cut that out but you can still kind of see the sexual tension but it's not really explained the same way without those scenes right it's implied and that's actually good because this affects dallas's like leadership style like he doesn't mm-hmm. send Ripley on the like dangerous missions or whatever. He yeah. does, he does, he sacrifices himself for that kind of stuff apparently. But but she's like a pretty high ranked officer, so it mm-hmm. doesn't. I kind of wish we had had that context because it would have made more sense. Oh, you wanted the sexy time. I don't want to see it, but like at least some indication that they're in a relationship. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're like, what the hell is he doing? Because he he like you said, Jack. He kind of is not charismatic, so he doesn't even seem to like her very much. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there. Again, you like you said, there were hints that there was something there. It looked like there was something there. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, I like that it still worked even without, even having those scenes removed. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like it still came across. Mm-hmm. So Dallas essentially tells Parker and Brett, like, uh, "Tough toodles, like you get what you get." <laughs> And then he wants them all to get the ship ready because he's assuming if they've woken up that they're close to Earth. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the motherboard room. It's a it's a room with like a bunch of buttons and fairy lights. It looks like he just stepped into a really pretty blinky room. <laughs> yes. It's nice. it, no, it, no, absolutely. It's a it's like a mystical room where it has one yeah. chair and a keyboard and it's <laughs> apparently only the captain can go in there and yeah. talk with. And they keep calling the computer mother, which is really weird, too. It was so weird. So go, go, mother wants to talk to you. Is I think Parker says that to him or someone says that. And he's like, yeah. OK, I'm going to go in my special go mother room. <laughs> OK, right. So he's checking the ship's readings. The crew is. Uh, they're taking their like seats to get ready to land because apparently they're all pilots. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So Lambert, who is played by Veronica Cartwright, she keeps trying to contact station control to say like, hey, we're coming in for a landing, but she can't reach anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact real quick. Sigourney Weaver actually auditioned for Lambert's role first. 
because originally Lambert's character was like kind of a smart ass and wisecracking, but then they pared it down to this serious kind of shrieky character and Sigourney Weaver was like, uh, no, I'm good. Never mind. Oh, so they changed the character and Sigourney didn't want to play that role. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So Lambert can't reach anybody and Ripley tells the crew that this is the wrong solar system and that's why they're not able to find Earth, mm-hmm. essentially. Which, fair enough. So then they all gather in one of their rooms. It wasn't in the, the cockpit. So I don't I don't know what you call the rooms on a spaceship. <laughs> a space room. They gather in a space room. Modules. Yeah, I don't know. Is is this the room they were eating in? It's like their, like, community room, I think. Yeah, community room. That works. Sure. Um, So Dallas tells the crew that Mother woke them up early and that they're actually only halfway home. And they're all understandably kind of pissed. And he says, well, the computer system changed course while we were in sleep. And she intercepted, Mother intercepted a transmission in deep space and wants the crew to check it out. And Parker wisely is like, uh, hey, fuck that. We were going home. We're not a rescue ship. I want to go home and party. I think he says party, which is. He, he does. And I like he Parker. is my favorite. He's my favorite character at this point. <laughs> it's like he has the most common sense mm-hmm. because I don't know. I It's very disturbing that a ship can take over and be like, you know what? Right. There's some life out there that we want to go investigate. And it's like, but I'm not going to tell the crew until I wake them up. I'm going to wake their ass <laughs> When we're already up, there. Like- uh, Miss Ma'am, no thank you. You work mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, so Parker's like, no thank you. And then Ash, who is played by Ian Holm, interrupts Parker to tell him that any SOS that may be intelligent has to be investigated or the crew will forfeit all their money. So all this work they just did, they won't get paid for if they are found out to have ignored an SOS call. Which, fuck that. Which doesn't sit, that seems made up. Right? Because their their whole goal is to go make money for this company. So, like, I don't think the company will be like, oh, we're just going to jeopardize all of that mining ores we just gathered mm-hmm. and go have, you know, re- do a distress beacon and, and risk not all that money coming back to Earth. So, no, nah, I don't buy it. Then again, it's coming from Ash, so. Uh-huh. Just still foreshadowing. Fucking Ash. Oh. Fuck so <laughs> they the crew essentially has to get on like a shuttle like an exploratory shuttle thing to like go on down to this random planet but they have a rough landing and they discover that like they land weird and it like rips the hull or it fries something so they're stuck on this planet for a while 25 hours yes i do want to point out that they so this is the late 70s. So these mm-hmm. computer, the systems in the ship are like chunky monkeys. They're like big ass monitors. The buttons are clunky and like make a great sounds. And they are chunky. I just some of the graphics that they would show on the screen to, to mm-hmm. you know, it's I guess we're we're supposed to interpret that the people looking at the station, it's it's giving them some useful data that they're looking at. Yeah. One of them that's pretty cool is that the there's like an arc going over a like a circle, which is I guess their like their orbit, which is kind mm-hmm. of a cool way to show that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other stuff was just basically like Windows screensavers, for all <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. They were very, very rudimentary, like lines and of course the person at the station's like, Oh my god, you know what this means? Well, look like, at that. No, I don't want that. What? <laughs> You need to upgrade your memory or something? Is that what that means? It's just like fish flying in space. Like, oh, it's the Windows 98 <laughs> screensaver. <laughs> no, it's aliens, Dave. We're in the pipe room. 
The DVD screensaver is almost hitting the corner. It's almost hitting the corner. Right. So close. We yes. have to stay until it hits that fucking corner. Oh, man. So satisfying when it finally does, though. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's worth the wait every time. I feel like we're alienating, no pun intended, a lot of our audience by saying this. <laughs> Do you think a lot are going to say, what? What? Dumbass alienating joke. <laughs> oh, you're booing that? Your pun, yes. That was no. really good. Was it? Yeah. That joke was out of this world. <laughs> oh, Thank okay. you. Shut up. Thank you. <laughs> We're moving on. Where was I? Uh, so t- oh. They're take- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say they land the ship. Yeah, they land the ship. And, and then- it took half the movie it does take a while for them to land like you could tell they spent money on these effects because it is a slow landing yeah milk it milk it (laughs) milk that shot (laughs) so parker and brett are trying to fix the ship and they're getting annoyed because the crew is like how long is it gonna take so they're like just tell them 25 hours i don't know so (laughs) they should have like blackmailed and be like well you know it might go faster if we get a bonus if i got that bonus i could work faster and that's what they were doing too if you notice in that shot they're like oh and they've got the steam spray oh that's right and they're like oh this is gonna take forever and like i will get it done and he like turns it off turns it off that's That's right (laughs) because yeah like ripley came to check on him like what's the yeah. what's the status report? And they're like, oh man, shit's crazy down here. And she walks away, yeah. and then like like you said, Helen basically just closed the valve, and everything's good. Mm-hmm. And they're laughing about it. Yeah. Yes. So while this is happening, Lambert and Kane, who is played by John Hurt, he does he definitely does get hurt in a little bit here. He does get hurt. So Kane, Lambert, and Dallas are voluntold. Well, Dallas voluntolds mm-hmm. Kane and Lambert that they're going to go explore the. The planet while they're waiting for the ship to get repaired um so ash is going to guide them via computer like he's watching them on a camera that they've got mm-hmm. and then yeah ripley goes to check on parker and brett and they essentially fuck with her a little bit and then she says fuck off over the steam and walks away so we're kind of getting the sense that like people don't super respect ripley or like her very much yes i agree with that she is supposed to be a senior officer at least to brett and parker but they're like kind of like eh, whatever yeah she is okay so the order goes dallas kane and then her so she's third officer i think so ash is in there somewhere maybe he's like horror like laterally no she outranks because she, she says oh that's right ash, yes she says to ash later like i'm when they're off the ship like i'm in charge and you anyway we'll great. get into it so they're exploring and it's really dark on this planet. Like, I can't tell if it's nighttime. There's a lot of mist going on. It's not super habitable. So they're in these huge, chunky spacesuits. Mm-hmm. And they come across, like, a strange object, which I think is, like, an alien ship, essentially. Yeah, it looks right? like a crash-landed ship or something like that. Yeah. But then they are they're trying to show it to Ash, and they're like, hey, are you getting this? Are you seeing this? And, like, the video starts cutting out and the audio Starts to cut out like any good horror movie. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. That's right when it happens is when you enter a scary mm-hmm. place that you've never been before. And who knows if you're going to be able to get out of it. <laughs> there we go. That's what I was queuing up. Thank you, Sid. Yeah. So uh, they decide to go into the ship. They're walking around. And then they find a huge, like, dead alien just growing out of the captain's chair, which I think they called a space jockey when I looked it up. But Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I just said, like, giant alien sitting in, like, a gunner's seat or a control station yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he is dry as a bone. He's very dead. And I think Dallas notices that 
his bones have been broken outward, which again is foreshadowing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, Ripley and Ash are talking. Ripley wants to decipher the message that they got from mother, which is why they stopped in the first place. And she discovers it was not a SOS, but a warning. So more of like a hate, don't come here, which of course no one listens to her. So no, cool. In fact, Ash tries to dissuade her from going to warn the away team because he's he's like, well, they'll find out it was a warning signal at some point. It's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? When they're dead. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Fucking Ash. So, uh, yeah, Ash downplays Ripley's concerns. And for some reason, Ripley's like, oh, yeah, okay. She lets it go pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So we then are back to Kane, Lambert, and Dallas, who have discovered some kind of cave underneath the ship or part of the ship. Which... Yeah, I get that it's supposed to be dark, but Jesus, mm-hmm. when were lights invented for movies? <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, it's very. You cannot dark. see anything. Mm-mm. It was better lit than the fucking lighthouse, though. So, excuse me, it's in mm-hmm. the name. Mm-hmm. It was better lit, lit than Friday the Thirteenth. I'll give you that. <laughs> but lighthouse? I mean, Jack. Uh, like. I don't know, every five seconds, it was the best lit movie I've ever okay. seen. Anyway. When the light would spin around and, okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> did you just make a fucking lighthouse joke? And I, like, <laughs> kept walking into it. All right, I oh, did, I did. I hate it here. I'm going to send Jack out into outer space. Can I go to so a the lighthouse? Cave is full of... No, <laughs> the... the fucking cave is full of eggs. Which, and you know... That's when you keep exploring, right? Say in my notes, I have written down, why don't they just leave? I hate Kane like, for this. Yeah, Kane's kind of a dummy. Dummy. Uh, so he falls, like Kane slips and he falls and he lands on the alien eggs and then just keeps going. All right. Yeah, he's like, whoopsie doodle. And then he's like, wait a second. If I get closer, I can see something moving around in the egg. It's like, it's an egg. You said it was an egg. You need to get the fuck out of there, dude. Yes. Kane's level of self-preservation is like negative 500. Like he is, he's kind of a dumbass. He's Kane and not able to get himself out of that dangerous situation. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Bible reference. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. You're getting sacrificed. Oh no. Well, he does. You're right. You're right. (laughs) So like Jack said, Kane's uh, sees an egg. He's getting up close and he's like, oh, wow, there's something alive in there. Like, it's organic. Something's moving. And he just keeps putting his face closer and closer to the egg. And then the egg, like, opens up at the top, like a demented little flower. He puts his face in the fucking egg, and then a face hugger lands on it. Hmm. Yes. Consequences. Yeah, it's basically like a human just sticking his head in a Venus flytrap. What did you expect Mm -hmm. was going to happen? A good thing? No. Right? Also, so, also okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. Sid. Was face hugger did okay, I know it's called face hugger because, you know, I've lived and I've seen this before. Or not the movie, but I mean I know it's a thing, it's a trope, but it do they ever call it a face hugger in this movie or am I no. Helen is shaking her head no. I don't think they actually call it a face hugger in the movie, but I looked up like when the producers are talking about it, they call it a face hugger, but the characters don't ever say, look, a face hugger. So it's like, okay, that's interesting. Interesting. But they also don't name the alien creature in the first movie, but that creature has a name too, which I'm, I think it's a xenopod. It's a xenomorph. Xenomorph. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. You're welcome. So yeah. So polite. So So polite. Where was I? Oh, I was going to tell you a fun little 
cool nerdy tidbit, a librarian tidbit, if you will. So I like to rate my books on Goodreads, which is kind of like Facebook for book readers. You can Mm -hmm. rate and review books. And if a book is amazing, really, really good, and I can't put it down, I give it a five star and I call it a face hugger. So, yeah, face hugger books. So if you, uh, Death by Book, you know, if you want to go that route, Mm -hmm. pick up one of Sid's recommendations from Goodreads. Pick up my face hugger books. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so good. I suffocated. So Kane reaches his hand in and the face hugger jumps on his helmet like a dumbass. Yes. And then like any good horror movie, we cut away and nothing is explained. And there's some, they somehow have dragged Kane back. So the away team of three. Two of them are able to carry Kane all the way back to the elevator lift thing that takes them back up to the ship. <laughs> okay. Right. So, yes, like Jack said, Dallas and Lambert and are back in the inner outer part of their spaceship. So they've been decontaminated and they want Ripley to open the door so they can come in. They mm-hmm. can bring Kane inside and get him to the infirmary. Mm-hmm. And she, very bravely, by the way, because this is hard to stand up when everybody else is telling you the wrong thing. And she is trying to do the right thing. She's like, well, if you found an organic life form, we can't, I can't let you in. It's going to contaminate all of us. This could be dangerous. And they're like, Kane could die. And Ripley's like, well, if I let you on the ship, we could all die. Like, are you willing to take that risk? Very solid reasoning from Ripley here. And right? to answer and that like, question, yeah, I would let Kane die. He basically had got himself killed or attacked right? by this thing. So screw him. Plus, I mean, it's, it's so frustrating because. Again, this is what I mean when I say, like, no one takes her seriously Mm -hmm. or really likes her Mm -hmm. because Lambert's yelling at her. Dallas is yelling at her. He's like, that's a direct order. And Dallas is a shitty captain. He does not care about protocol. So she said, I heard your direct order. It's still a no. And then Ash just fucking walks up and lets them in the ship. Because say it with us, everyone. Ash is where the evil lives. Ash is where the evil lives. (laughs) I just want to pause. I know I said that was so much inflection. I am. Yes. You don't seem too enthused to be saying that. Yeah. Um, but it is a model. Okay, and I am ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell now. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to posit a theory here. If, if the ass is where the evil lives, mm-hmm. certainly the black hole is the thing that created all the evil, right? That's the ultimate ass of the universe, right? The black hole is the universe's ass. It is. And because it's the universe's ass, it's where all the, where it's where evil is born, essentially. Oh, okay. 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 Moving on, moving on, moving on. (laughs) Ever seen a black hole pucker? (laughs) All righty. Getting back on track. Thank you, Helen. (laughs) The hell was I? Uh, Uh, After a warhead? Yes, but usually no. I'm sorry. Jack! We need to move on. Gross. Sid so and Nancy, bad. are you kidding? I'm sorry. You have. They were sour. You needed a good nickname because you have uh, given me plenty. I have given you many. Yes. Sid and Nancy. I don't sure. know. Be Sidley. Like Ripley, but Sid. Sidley. I will not be Sidley. You are now. Helen, you're fired. Sidney Lee. Sidney Lee. Oh, Jesus. I will uh-huh. pay for my retirement. <laughs> Anyways. So, Ash was an asshole. Yeah, it's just more of the crew disrespecting Ripley, being like, oh, you're so fucking dumb and all this stuff, which is great. 
So then we cut over to Ash and Dallas, who are trying to essentially operate on Kane and get the face hugger off of him. Mm-hmm. But when so they, he, what? well, I was going to say the face hugger has gone through his like astronaut helmet, face yeah. shield thing. So it's like there, it's like a weird shot where it, we, we see something has penetrated the like space helmet and they remove mm-hmm. it, and that's the reveal of this of what the face hugger looks like, and it's pretty right. creepy. Yeah, it looks like it almost looks like a big spider like a um yeah. it, it, like the one it, that you just found on your wrist there no, it's a pen. <laughs> i freaked out because oh. there's pen on my wrist but i thought it was a spider i'm very cool <laughs> oh, it looks like a flesh-colored alien spider with like a tail and yeah, it's the it's, size of a human face it's disgusting yes it's gross so when they try to cut into the leg a little it looks like yellow blood but it's acid and it falls to the floor and it like goes through four floors of the spaceship mm-hmm. so they run down to see it and they're like okay so we we can't cut this thing off his face because it's got molecular acid that literally eats through the floors yes so there is no easy solution to getting that thing off of there at least at the moment right. so yeah right so then they go everyone goes back to the infirmary uh and we see that the Face hugger is essentially made Kane comatose. Like it's breathing for him, but it's put him into a coma. So mm-hmm. they're worried, like, if we take it off, is that going to kill him? Like, how do we get it off? Because we can't cut it off. So, and in, you know who is standing idly by, hoping that they don't get the thing out anyway? Mm. Ash. Yeah. Good old Ash. For being like the ship's doctor or whatever he is, he is not trying to help at all. I hate this character. And, and it's it's he's doing exactly what it should be doing to someone watching this movie. It's it's infuriating you. Like this guy is. It's not that he's incompetent. You can just tell he's holding something back. There's something underneath that he's not. There's yeah. Some ulterior motive here with him. Yeah, you don't trust Ash pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of a quiet moment. Ash is just in the infirmary with Kane, and Ripley comes up and confronts him, and essentially is like. Hey, so why did you let them in when I told you not to? And he's like, well, he was going to die. And she's like, well, when Dallas and Kane are off the ship, I am third officer. So I'm in charge and you disrespected a direct order. And he just says, oh, yes, I guess I forgot. Like, fuck you. Yes. You didn't forget shit. And, and this this is like reinforcing that we were just talking about, the body language of Ash and... Because she goes in there and kind of is like asking him questions, like, okay, so like, what's going on here? And he's like, mm, have, I don't know, I haven't finished studying it yet, like a little asshole. And then she like tries to look in his microscope. He's like, don't do that, don't touch my microscope. Right, the way he talks to her is so disrespectful. Yeah, and not how you talk to a boss. Or, or, yeah, exactly. But I do want to throw out something here. Mm-hmm. When when we're talking about movies drawing from this movie, inspiration mm-hmm. from it. This movie is almost like it's almost exactly Event Horizon or I'm sorry, Event Horizon lifted this concept like almost entirely because they have the standoffish person. They have the person like Lambert that's kind of like, I don't know, uh, anxious and kind of screechy and freaking out. They have Sam Neill who takes them to the machine and knows about it in the end we find out. And Mm -hmm. Ash is I was getting Sam Neill vibes from Ash. Like, absolutely. There's definitely some similarities. Like, it feels like a little bit of a an homage or a love letter to Alien. Yes. But there's, right. I feel like there's enough differences that you could say it's a different movie. Yeah, I'm, yeah, de- definitely a different movie. And and just the fact that Ash is a, well, is not Ash is an ass. Oh, He's well, an that's ass. true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's a nice little spin on it too, because. Um, yeah. I was I certainly was not expecting what is about to is gonna happen later here. Mm. We find out who Ash actually is. With Ayash. 
Yes. That's a, no, that's a good point. So Ripley essentially tells Ash that he's a moron for jeopardizing the whole crew for one life. And he says it's a risk he's willing to take. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, fuck you, my guy. What if it's not a risk the rest of them are willing? Although it is a wi- risk the rest of them are willing to take, except Ripley. Because they apparently, like, don't fucking care about protocol. Yeah. And and I would say Parker and Brett are in that boat, too. They're The only reason they're following orders is because they want to get paid, which is kind of a good incentive, I guess. That's true. Parker and Brett don't seem to care if Kane came on board or not. No. Or don't want him on board. Right. Parker, especially, he's like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, why don't he keeps saying, why don't you freeze him? And I was like, that's a good point. Just put him in cryostasis right? and you know, we'll just, you know, call it good for for until we get back to Earth. Mm hmm. If only someone had listened. Huh? What? <laughs> so Ash essentially, in so many words, kind of just tells Ripley to fuck off and she leaves. Yeah, she does. Okay. Kind of take it. And I was like, OK. Ooh, so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. He calls Dallas, Ash calls Dallas and tells him, I guess we're kind of under the idea implication that some time has passed because Ash calls Dallas and tells him to come down to the infirmary, something, he keeps doing this. He's like, something weird happened. It would be easier to show you. It's like, just, I I don't know. I hate that. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, why don't you just walk over to Dallas and say, you should come see this instead of paging him. Right? <laughs> you're, te- you're contacting him over, like, intercom but you won't anyway yeah it's annoying yes so dallas goes to the infirmary with ripley because dallas still respects ripley enough and he calls ripley he's like hey ash just said something weird happened let's go to the infirmary so they go and the face hugger is now gone it's off kane's face so they're freaking out like oh where did this alien thing go no more free hugs (laughs) there was a lot of free hugs so they start looking for the face hugger and then it falls on Ripley's shoulder, but it's dead. Mm-hmm. It freaks her out, and it falls on her shoulder. And but since it's dead, Ash starts to do an autopsy on it. He's like yeah. poking it, and like it moves, and he's like, "Just a reflex." It's like, how do you know? know. How do you know this already? Like, this, I guess he was right? studying it, quote unquote. But he's so condescending. Oh yeah, I have written in my notes that he's a condescending dude. So <laughs> good job, me. This is about this time you wanted to mention that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he tells Ripley. Because Ripley's like, okay, it's dead. Great. Let's shoot it out into space. Let's get it off the ship. This is dangerous. And Ash is like, no, this is its first of its kind. Like, we have to take it back to Earth and study it. And Dallas is like, yeah, sounds good. He's like, I'll defer to you, Ash. It's like, what? You're the captain. Yeah. Very ineffective leader. Lazy. Oh, we'll find out later why Dallas keeps deferring to the science captain. That's true. Or science expert. Science Mm. guy. That is an interesting point. I didn't think about that. But when we get to that, we'll talk about it and what I kind of thought yeah. was going on there. But yeah, that's true. Um, oh, side note really quick. I because I watched this on Amazon. I also had to put on closed captioning because half the time I couldn't catch all of what they were saying. Yeah. But um, Amazon facts again, not a sponsor, but Amazon Prime facts popped up with the um Ripley was apparently based on the the Metroid video game heroine Samus Aran Ar- Arn. Yeah, Samus. That's yeah, interesting. It's cool. I didn't know that. Um, that also ties in with them calling the ship Mother. I think because there's the Mother mm-hmm. Brain in that game that you fight. Uh, interesting. That's that's kind of. Uh, I didn't know that connection. 
I just thought that was fun. Yeah. So then uh, Ripley follows Dallas out and is essentially like, what are you doing? Like, why are you deferring to Ash? Do you even know this guy? And Dallas essentially says, like, Ash got assigned to us pretty recent, like right before they ship out or something. So the- he doesn't really know him. Oh, right. Okay. I missed that part. It, Ripley. It's- Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say it, in this in this scene where Ripley's kind of confronting Dallas, he kind of loses it. And and this mm-hmm. just goes more into the the side of like, okay, this is not a good leader. He's like his right. temper is taking his emotions are taking over his decision making and he's just not thinking things clear uh, through clearly. So Yeah, that's a good point too. But Ripley keeps trying cuz Ripley is a good leader and she's like, "Look, I don't really trust Ash. Do you?" And Dallas is like, "I don't trust anybody." It's like, oh, Okay, thanks, boss. Except for you, Ripley. Well, not even yeah. Ripley. Well, I mean, I'm sure in those cutout scenes where there was sexy time, I'm sure that would have been one of the, Woo-hoo. let's have a kiss in the hallway, you know, or that kind of thing. But Hey, baby, you want a kiss in the didn't hallway? Didn't get that. <laughs> That's a good pickup line, right? Hey, baby, you want a kiss in the hallway? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so then we find out that Parker and Brett have fixed the ship to a degree, and Ripley tells him that. And Dallas is like, okay, well, let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to be on this planet anymore. And Ripley's like, well, they're not done. And Dallas is like, I don't care. It's done enough. Let's leave. What? Also, dude, you're the captain. You could have left at any point. You could have not. You could have decided not to come down to the fucking planet, too. But Mm -hmm. I hate Dallas. But no. (laughs) That's fair. So, like Jack said, Parker is making the case to, like, put Kane into deep freeze, essentially, because he's still unconscious. So it would be easier for stasis, and you still don't really know what, like, got into a system because of the alien. So, like, let's just freeze him, which is a good idea. It is. It is. But uh, they say no. Cool. Awesome. Great. So Lambert comes and tells the crew. Um, Lambert is a weird fucking character, by the way. She is like 90s grim dark. Like she's just like that sad character all the time. Like she's sarcastic. She's always like pessimistic. And you're like, what are you doing? But anyway, so she comes and tells the crew that they have 10 months to get to Earth. So they're going to be in space for a while. Right. Yeah. And then Ash calls the crew into the infirmary. And he does that thing again where he's like, it yes. would be easier to show you. And you're like, oh, my God, Ash. Okay, drama queen. Now, let's, let's do a little thought experiment, Sid. Yes. I'll be Ash. Okay. And, and we'll, this will be how it should have went. Hmm. Okay. Dallas, Kane's awake. Come look. How fucking easy that was. <laughs> wow, that's Jesus. crazy. I'll be right there. <sighs> what good After news. It. Good jolly fellow. <laughs> we'll be all right. We're hopping and skipping down the... Okay. Right after I smooch Ripley in the hallway. That's hey. where it happens. <laughs> Smoocheroonie. So they all go to the infirmary and they find that Kane is sitting up and talking. And he's, I mean, he, other than having like a dry throat from being unconscious for a while, he, he's fine. He's, he's with it. So they're all really relieved. And they're like, hey, buddy, we're so glad you're back. Like, we're going back to Earth. Woohoo, you made it. And they do ask him what he's like. Do you remember anything from being on the ship? He's like, I oh, remember yes. being smothered. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's all you and remember. Then they like, don't do anything with that. They're like, oh, sounds crappy. Let's go get oh, dinner. PTSD, you say? Okay, alrighty. So they are all having dinner together. It's happy, fun, laughy times. And then they're chatting, and then Kane starts gagging, 
and then he starts seizing and he falls on the table and they're doing that thing where they're trying to get like the the knife in like between a, his teeth or yes. the spoon so he doesn't bite his tongue off or whatever yeah which i'm still not clear if you're actually supposed to do that or not but could you maybe stop seizing like come on my guy choke it out choke it out okay <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways what which segues nicely into my point i know we were getting into kane's um He's having some issues right now, but mm-hmm. he was eating like there was no tomorrow. And that's something that was kind of interesting that the other crew members picked up on. They're like, damn, dude, I didn't eat that much. He's like, just, blah, 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 just like gobbling shit down. That's true. But but it, it has like a night. It has like a thing where it's like, OK, you've been comatose for however long. You'd probably be hungry. But there's also the thing of like you might be feeding something that's inside you, too. And that's yeah, that's terrifying. Very true. So. To continue on Jack's point, Kane is seizing on the table, and then he, this is kind of a funny fact too, he has like a thing start to burst forth from his chest, but there's just blood all over his shirt, because the chest thing did not work the first time. Uh, I was wondering about that, Uh because it, it, like when it did that, it like kind of squirted blood, but then it was just like a red shirt, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, like nothing like poke through the shirt but okay interesting but they they kept the take because everyone looks horrified and it and then the thing bursts again and this time an alien comes out from through kane's chest and Mm -hmm. just everyone's screaming and the crew got splattered with blood and it's it's got its mouth open it's looking around it's like "Ah!" it looks like a pretty dumb creature it's like (laughs) Like, I guess it's a baby, so maybe. It's a baby. The dumb baby alien. <laughs> yeah. Famously dumb baby alien. So um, they're all just kind of staring at it like, whoa, this alien just burst forth from our friend's chest. What do we do? And before they can do anything, it, like, makes one final hiss and then just, like, takes off. It pulls pulls a Jones. Okay. <laughs> Jack. Mm-hmm. He does not pull a Jones. Let's Jones just say, never. don't think there's much differences between cats and aliens. Jack! What? No! They're, they're, very, offen- they're very aggressive. They will attack Jack. you if you get close. Jack. Uh-huh. Cats are lovely. They're great. I actually love cats. Yeah, as you should, because they're wonderful. But they, they have that personality that's like, you know what? No. I don't cats, fucking need you. Cats are perfect. Okay. I, well, yeah, that's part of why we like that's them. That's why they're perfect. Per. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, where the hell was I? You were about to reprimand me for the pun? I, I probably was. Um, <laughs> so Kane is dead, essentially, because this alien thing has been feeding off of him. And now that it's eaten enough, like eaten him from the inside out, essentially, like Jack said, it doesn't need the, the corp, the host anymore. So yeah. Kane has died. They shoot its his body off into space, but it's really weird and understated because they're just watching it on the screen. And then Dallas is like, does anyone want to say anything? And no one says anything. And then they just rocket launch Kane's dead body into space. And that's it. Hmm. Like, it's almost like what? no one cared about Kane. They could have just not have brought him on the ship in the first place. Weird. <sighs> huh? Hmm. So yeah, Kane is gone. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. To the great um, black hole beyond. The grayish black hole. So they decide they need to, they decide they need to hunt down the alien. Which fair enough. So Brett starts handing out uh, homemade cattle prods, which he says won't kill it. It'll just get it where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like Brett has too much experience with using this thing. Right. Like, Brett seems really comfortable with that cattle prod. Yeah. He's like, so anyway, you want to push this lever. Don't touch <laughs> the top part because it's going to hurt, you know. And then you just, he like zaps the ceiling and it's like, boom. And everyone's like, ah. And he's just like, so anyway, I did that. And uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Brett's like, what? It's just a Tuesday night for me. <laughs> so. Ash has made a shitty tracking device, which is essentially, it's supposed to like, whir and go off when you're close to the alien but it's like right in front of the alien it's not a good distance it's also the size of a vacuum it's huge yeah it's huge it's large so dallas decides to split them into two search teams because his second officer is gone so now if you're going in order of who's in charge it would be dallas and then ripley because kane is dead so dallas divides the teams he takes ash and lambert and ripley gets Parker and Brett, which, I mean, Parker's pretty great. Like, he's actually who we would want to be paired up with. Yeah. Well, um, mm, you kind of left Brett out there. What are your thoughts on him? <laughs> oh, I don't have a problem with okay, Brett. Okay. I just think Parker is the stronger survivor. Yes, I agree. Uh, we we kind of learned that Parker has a bit of a temper, and he's, like, willing to f- fly off the handle without thinking. So that's kind of, like, his one downside, like, character that's flaw, true. I think. But, but you want that on your team. Versus Lambert, who was just like, ah! she's so fucking useless. Like, I can't. On the Parker's Reddit, the moment that alien pops out of his chest and it is vulnerable, Parker's the first one to grab a knife in his hand and get ready to stab it. And I think, does, does Ash put I his hand up to stop Ash. him? Yes. And of yeah. course, it's like, oh, he's mm-hmm. can't, can't hurt the alien. And Parker could have done it. He could have stabbed him dead yes. right there. I, I agree. It, it could have ended this movie. I, I want to see a, a, a different version of this movie where Ash is made to do all this shitty stuff. He's the one that goes to the planet by himself into the ship. He can be with his little fucking alien girlfriends or whatever, and they just fly off and leave him there. Who gives a shit? Fuck Ash. Love it. Perfect. Gotta catch him out. Oh, Ash didn't catch shit, so. All right. So we have split up our teams. Gonna be the very worst. <laughs> and he was. He definitely lived up to that. <laughs> so um, Dallas essentially says our goal is to catch this thing and then blow it out the airlock. Yep. So fair enough. So Ripley, Parker, and Brett start exploring. They are using the tracking advice like as they're exploring the storage room. And they they go up to the locker and they're like, okay, the alien's in there. Like... It's this very tense, quiet scene, and Parker's getting ready to pull open the locker door, and Ripley's got her little her net in the fucking cattle prod, and then it's Jonesy, and Jonesy launches out of the locker and <laughs> runs away. <laughs> Poor Jonesy. Does Jones have thumbs? How the hell did he fucking get in there? I don't know. I don't know if there's like a back door or if someone left the door open and then it shut behind him. They don't really... I, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I don't blame... Jones were like running away like he did, Aww, and he scared. had the he had the like poofed up tail because that was that was not acting that was like a real reaction from that cat. I think. <laughs> did you hear? Did you see how or hear how they did that? Oh no, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> it was the seventies. Well, no, okay, so no harm came to Jonesy, but okay. So when they're closed up on him, like afraid and hissing, they had a German Shepherd that they like put in front of the cat, which is why he freaks out and like runs away. So, so even in a movie where I just want cats, I have a fucking dog in it somehow. <laughs> There's still a dog. God, yep. Damn it. <laughs> so yes. Jonesy gets scared and runs away. Yeah. Thank you for and... that interesting tidbit, though. That was. Yeah. 
Oh, that was kind of fun. So Parker and Ripley are like, what the fuck? You let the cat get away. Like, go find Jonesy. And they make Brett go find Jones. Okay. First of all, you split up in the first place. Why? Right. Well, they they think this thing's like, oh, this is going to squash it like a bug. This thing's easy to kill. Yeah, they still think he's small. But then you get to a group of three. And then you, because Brett, I guess, didn't put the cat the net over the cat to capture it. They're like, yeah. you go get it because the cat's going to keep triggering the motion device. So they're not going to have like an accurate reading. So that part makes sense. Why make him go by himself, though? Yeah. Ripley is a great leader, but she does not have a great bedside manner. Um, and Yeah. She... All that hallway kissing. Come on. Yeah. She and Parker, because Parker is like the senior engineer. He manages Brett. Like he is Brett's boss. So yeah. I guess it's because Brett is the lowest. Out of the three of them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They pick on him. They do kind of pick on him a little bit. So let's see. Brett is walking around just in a room. Yeah, he's calling for Jonesy. He's in a room with like a lot of chains and water for some reason. Just what? What is okay. this ship? I know. What is this ship? This is like a torture chamber ship. <laughs> Everything is wet. Everything is metal. Everything has a little rust on it, and it looks slimy and disgusting. I, I feel like OSHA did not exist in space, or, or at least right? during this time, because, man, that whole ship is a violation, I think. Well, they apparently, like, modeled it after airplane graveyards, which is interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's which, cool. once they got that context, it was like, oh, yeah, I could see that. But I'm still not sure why they had, like, all the water. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, airplane desert... Um... I kind of suppose it's like dry area with lights, with a lot of light, sunlight. So Airplane graveyard? Well, yeah. I mean, I think they put them out in the desert so they don't like oh. disintegrate away. I didn't know. I that. could be wrong. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just. No, I believe I'm you. I'm speaking out of my evil hole, you know. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All righty. Cut that if you want. No, no. Leave it in. Oh. Is terrible jokes. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so Brett finds Jonesy. He is he's hiding behind some pipes and he's still pretty freaked out. Yeah. So Brett's trying to coax him out. And I think this is also they must have used a dog again or some kind of scare tactic like that because Jonesy hisses and backs up and Brett realizes something very big has just dropped behind him and it's this huge big black fucking alien. So it's our alien from before but he is gigantic. You love those noodles that Kane was eating apparently. Right? Made him big and strong. Jeez. Yeah. Space food. So, space food. So, apparently, this movie was originally a lot more violent. So, we actually do have a lot of the kill scenes like cut out, which I'm fine with. I don't really need I, to see them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I don't mind how tame the vi Again, you can't see what's going on most of the time, but I don't mind how tame these violent uh, scenes are. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of like that because, again, gore is not my not my thing. Same. I don't really like gore either. I will say in the room previous, he finds the like shedded, oh. molted skin of the baby yeah. alien. So he's like, right. what the fuck is this? It's like, dude, you saw the damn thing. You should know exactly what that is. And you should not be in that room. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I, I forgot to mention that. Good point. Yeah. Brett's kind of not dumb. He's just not thinking very well. But anyways, Brett is no more because the alien just ate him. He gone. Killed him. Yeah. And it, it, it's ironic, too, because uh, Parker and Ripley come running in uh, immediately after he gets, like, pulled up into the air. I know. 
I'm like, oh, we could have saved you. No. We shouldn't have split up. No, damn Some it. Bastards. Oh. So uh, the next scene is Parker and Ripley who are telling the rest of the crew what happened to Brett. And they discover that the alien is using the air vents to travel. And that's how it's able to like go from room to room and mm-hmm. drop down behind them. So they decide to use a blowtorch. Just go into the vents and blowtorch the shit out of it. Because they're like, living things are afraid of fire. Let's kill it with fire. I don't really. I mean, I understand that reasoning. But mm-hmm. why would you, as your, as the captain, willingly put yourself in a... Because he's the one that volunteers to go into the vents by himself. Well, Ripley volunteers to go and he's oh, like, right. no, 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 you're going to be on airlock duty because we like to smooch in the hallway. And that is that is kind of the around the time I'm like, oh, he has a thing for her, you know, like he doesn't want her yeah. to get hurt and he's willing to sacrifice himself or whatever. So mm-hmm. he also goes into like the motherboard room and like looks up. It's like a very early Google search. He's like, how to kill alien? What are my chances <laughs> of survival? And it just keeps saying does not compute. <laughs> He's like, all right, cool. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Google. (laughs) Mother was not helpful. So Lambert and Ripley, well, essentially everybody is watching Dallas's, like, heat spot on their computer so they can kind of try to track him through the vents. And they're trying to see the alien's heat spot so they can help guide him, Mm -hmm. essentially, to fight the alien. So they discover that the alien is in the third junction and... They're trying to guide him, and they're like, oh, it's in the third junction. No, wait, now we can't see it. No, wait, there it is. And it kind of, like, goes back and forth. Yeah, so I don't know if it, like, if it stays stills, maybe it doesn't show up on their, I mean, they're using some kind of motion detector thing. So it there's, like, oh. points in time where they lose contact with it. So they still motion. see Dallas, I, I guess. I don't know exactly. Motion, not heat. I mean, or I, may, maybe yeah. it is cold-blooded, and that's part of it, too. True. I, I don't know. So Dallas is essentially like hanging out in the third junction and he finds some alien goo and he's starting to get freaked out because for all his bravado, he's like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm kind of freaking out. You done and fucked up and made a bad decision, Dallas. You should have yeah. had some forethought of what, I, how could this turn out any other way? You thought you were just going to blow a torch yeah. this thing? I will say, like, they never, I don't think they ever even get a chance to use the blowtorch on the alien. So maybe it does do something to it, but they, we never see that. True. That's true. They don't really get to test that theory because Lambert is, God, ugh, Lambert's so annoying. Until the sequel. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the sequel. Sequels. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Right. I'll have to watch it. Um, But so Lambert, Lambert. Lambert. What? It, it's from the sequel. Oh, oh son of a bitch, Helen. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, I'll watch the sequel. Where was I? Oh, Lambert is watching Dallas on the computer screen, and then she can see the dot of the alien running up to him quick. So she's like, get out of there. There's the alien. He's coming up quick. And Dallas is, like, whirling around. What? Dallas is whirling <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just cheering you on because I love this part because Lambert's so flustered. And she's like, run away, run away, run away. No, not that way. Yeah. But yeah. she doesn't give a direction. She just says, she, run. And which, then she's like, oh, no, no, no. You're going the wrong way now. To, to be fair, it so, is, it's a two-day representation. So it is. Yeah. I, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> can only choose one way. It's hard. If you were going to fucking guide somebody, don't panic. You can't help yeah, them if you're panicking. Yeah, she's your navigations officer. 
and she's not Hi. giving a direction. She just says run. Said, not like, run. run south, no, not south, that way. North. She's so fucking yeah. stupid. I'm going yes, to yeah. give you directions to my domicile. Okay. Drive straight, drive straight. Okay, no, take a right. Oh, no, no, take a, go straight. Go, go, oh, my God. Turn around. Go back, back, back. <laughs> That's Lambert. No, what no, are you doing? Oh, God. Yeah, and it's not helpful. Obnoxious. Yeah. No. So she, Lambert is freaking out. She sees Dallas's dot on her 2D computer. She sees the alien dot running up to him. And like we've all just said, she does not stay calm. She does not say, Dallas, there is an alien running up on your left-hand side. Turn to the right and run away. Turn south and run away. She freaks out, cries, like Helen said, run away. No, not that way. And then freaks out more and does not help anybody. No. And so Dallas dies because... Presumably, alien for right now. Drop, well, we, we, we get the, like, the alien, he, like, turns, and the alien just, like, blah, and it, like, comes at him, and then then we don't see him anymore. We don't uh, see him anymore, but you can assume. Yes. But in the next mm -hmm. scene, I want to touch on something here. So they, like, slam, next scene is literally them slamming the flamethrower onto the community table, mm -hmm. so that, and and Parker even says, he wasn't even there. He just disappeared. So they went into the tunnels again after he fucking disappeared. Oh. Idiots. Huh. I didn't even think of that. That's God. A good, I mean, yeah, because how else would they have gotten the gun? Idiots. Idiots. The flame. Oh. I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Huh. Look at you. I didn't even catch that. Look so, at me. Jack Athena. Making a good point. Jack Athena. So... Lambert is still freaking out like an asshole, even though she's essentially the one that got Dallas's dumbass killed. I mean, yes. Dallas helped, but Lambert sucks. And she is the navigations coordinator, like uh, Helen pointed out. So, cool. Parker is pissed off because, like Jack said, Parker kind of has a temper and mm -hmm. we're losing people and it's because of poor management. I mean, it's also because of the alien, but still. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> the, the alien's not even killing them. It's just because they made bad decisions. <laughs> It's just bad choices. That's all it is. Yes. So Ripley now is in charge officially. Yes. And so she's like, look, we're going to stick to Dallas's plan. We're going to find this fucker and blow him up, blow him out the airlock, get him out of here. And Lambert, like the shrieky coward she is, is like, let's just take the shuttle. And Ripley's like, the shuttle's not going to hold all of us. And she's like, well, we'll draw straws. And Parker's like, fuck that. I, I want to make it back. <laughs> if only they had known about Ash right now, because I think it would have been a pretty easy decision of who was going to stay behind. Yeah. Because let me tell you, I think Ash wants some hallway time with the alien. He really does. Ash is, yeah. Yes. Agreed. He wants some alien smooches. So, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think you did a good job of laying that out. Of like, they're at an impasse now. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be following Ripley, which, as we established before, no one really respects her as a leader. I think Parker kind of does. Well, okay, yes, little. I'm sorry. Some of them do, but the people that are above her, well, you know, the, the Ashes and the Lambert doesn't because as soon as they, as soon as they come in, this is way back when they come in after uh, Ripley wouldn't open the airlock and Ash does, Lambert mm -hmm. attacks Ripley mm -hmm. because she's like, why wouldn't you open the door? And it's like, fall on protocol, bro. Because dumbass. She, I can't remember if this makes the final cut, but. In the earlier takes, she does haul off and like slap Ripley for not opening the door. Yeah, yeah, she it she does okay. she does attack her. Um, 
And so that just kind of shows that you know, Lambert doesn't respect uh, Ripley at all. So it's basically boiled down to the characters that do, don't necessarily respect Ripley other than Parker. Right. And so we're getting yeah. this kind of division of like, you know, Ripley and Parker want to kill it. Mm-hmm. Lambert wants to leave, which I honestly think is probably the best course of action at this point. I mean, I hate to be on her side with this, but Jesus. Yeah. It's looking but then if, if you didn't know about Ash and you're seeing four people, then I mean, that's not if you're Ripley, who's actually a good leader and cares about her crew, even though they suck, like you're not going to leave someone behind. How do you choose? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except for Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Kane. But Kane's dead now. So Parker essentially tells Lambert to shut the hell up and mm-hmm. Ripley's like, OK, we're going to go in pairs. I'm going to go with Parker. No. I'm going to go with Ash and Parker and Lambert are going to go together, which I I guess she did Ash so she could keep an eye on him. I don't know. This And this whole time they're doing the sides, Ash is not saying a damn thing. So he's not picking sides at all. We know right. where he, we know where his alliance lies, uh, but he's, he yeah. hasn't said anything during all these arguments. Yeah, he's really quiet for like a lot of it. It's creepy. So Parker goes off to refuel the gun and... Ash, like, she tells Ash to go with Parker, and Parker's like, nah, fuck this, I'm going by myself, I don't need your help. So Ripley's like, well, I'm gonna go get some answers from Mother, because you guys have been lying to me, and I'm in charge now, so now that I'm captain, I can finally go ask Mother some questions. Mm -hmm. And she does, and she finds out who Ash is. Yes, well, she finds, and this is the point that Helen was making earlier, where I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. So, yeah. I guess we're, and I don't know if this was spelled out. I might have missed it. But so Dallas is basically like, I'm going to go talk to mother, but I can't do anything because Ash is controlling the ship's computer. Is that essentially what's right. happening? I think so. Well, I'm controlling lot. the ship's computer. Or he, so Dallas was the captain and he was in charge. But for this mission that involved a possible life form, it said for the captain to defer to the ship's science officer. Okay. Which was Ash, and Ash got a separate order that was secret from the captain, saying protect the right. life form at all cost. Which is right. what so Ripley. Then. Basically, the captain had to default to the science officer, and the science officer got orders that the captain wasn't even aware of. Which is okay. a little suspicious. Yeah, that's right. Seems that's, sus. that's what Ripley finds out. That, that seems like way mm-hmm. too okay. much. Uh, just go along with it on Dallas's part of like, oh, okay, well, just listen right? to you. Still question? Yeah, I would. Well, mother's knows the best. Yeah. Anyway, what, so I, you, mother knows. Oh, mother, mother knows, knows best. best. <laughs> yes, mother knows best. <laughs> so Ripley comes out after finding out about the secret information that Ash knows, and essentially confronts Ash, and he just beats the shit out of her. Yeah. And like throwing her around, like trying to. He's like trying to choke her essentially with a rolled up newspaper. Yeah, so we're we're now getting this kind of thing. I was like, he has like superhuman strength now. Like, what is going on mm-hmm. here? And very strong. Yeah, yeah. So he he's like Ripley's trying to leave or go back and talk to Parker and uh, Lambert, but he's closing the doors and like trapping her in. And she's basically like, "What the fuck, dude?" And then he, it was weird. It was a weird scene where it like shows a very close up on his after she, he kind of roughs her up and throws her around. Mm-hmm. He uh, and she does attack him in mother room, so there is that. She does, and he doesn't mm-hmm. fight back then. But I think this was the turning point for Ash. She's like, okay, I got to do something because she's jeopardizing the mission, or you know, the mission objective. My mission. But when she, when he, when Ash is about to do that, what you just described, the the 
like choker. Mm-hmm. We see like milk dripping down his face, and I'm like, wait a second, yeah, what is going on here? Is he like infected by the alien or something? So I was like all That's confused. What, I thought that too because I forgot about like the plot twist with Ash, and yeah. when he's like holding her down and trying to put the the magazine in his, her mouth, I thought he was gonna like lead the alien from his inside like down into her right. throat or something. Right. I was very confused. Let, let me tell you something too. Getting killed by a porn mag is not the way I want to go out. Right? There were so many boobs in that bedroom that she's like knocked down in. Yeah. Like boobies everywhere. But, like Ash has to be the stupidest person thing right now because that's how you're going to kill someone? You're going to roll up a magazine and try to shove it down their throat? Like that seems like the most the, – the stupidest way to do that. It was a weird way in- to try to kill somebody. Yeah. Very inefficient. So Parker and Lambert run in. They've heard the commotion and mm-hmm. essentially like throw Ash off of her. But like it takes them a while because like Jack said, Ash is superhuman strong. And this reinforces it too because like Parker's a big dude and – Ash is able to hold him off with one hand. And even Parker's Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is going on? He's like looking down in disbelief that Ash could hold him back. Because Ash is like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like a foot foot, uh, shorter than Parker. So it just looks kind of comical. You just have this little guy like, get away from me, like holding him up. And then I can't remember if somebody hits Ash in the head or if this just happens. Oh, I can Remind me. So. Parker finds that fire extinguisher. Yes. Something, I guess. That looks kind of awesome. Something oh. heavy. Something cylindrical okay. and metal. And he, so he, you know, he, he basically gets out of grip of Ash's grip and then he's like, you little. And then he like takes that and like bashes him and he like basically knocks Ash's head off. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it doesn't stop him because he's an android. Ash is a robot. Boo! Beep, boop, beep, beep. And he doesn't bleed. Uh, it's not milk because I looked it up because it looks like milk. He is not milk. It's it's colored water because milk would have smelled bad. But it looks like he's <laughs> bleeding milk. It's gross. Yeah, it's just like gossip on, uh, you know, when they're actually doing their mission of like mining all this stuff. Like, God, mm-hmm. Ash smells like fucking sour milk this whole time. What smells like milk? <laughs> <laughs> that would have given it away, I think. True. Ash smells really bad. Imagine having like some some late nineties, early two thousands got milk ad, and it's just a picture of Ash standing there. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so good because that would have been good. And you reverse it too, where he actually has a mustache and the rest is all white. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. <laughs> so. Ash's body is on the floor, and his head's connected by like two wires. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's plug back ash like let's jump start him so we can ask him how to kill this stupid alien and then ash essentially tells them that they can't they can't kill it it's a perfect it killing machine yeah uh, again this i love this part because the special effects like it looks disgusting like his insides it's like all goopy and meaty and but there's these like i don't even know how to describe it like tubes running up that connect to his head that are you know probably the electrical mm. connections and stuff or the, the, the it's Gross. The milk veins or whatever that he needs. Yeah. But yeah, it's disgusting. And they do a pretty good job of like his head is cut off. Mm-hmm. And when they reanimate him, he's just he's just a head <laughs> talking to them. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I like it. They did a really good job. Essentially, we find out that I can't remember if it's the government or the company, but they sent Ash <laughs> along to pick up the alien 
to take it back to Earth so they could use it as like a weapon, essentially. What is fucking wrong with people? Uh, Even in the you future. find out the Wayland Utani part. The Wayland Utani, which is mentioned only in text, I think, on a couple of the screens very briefly, mm-hmm. but Wayland Utani is the corp that knew there was an alien. Bastard. And so purposely sent this ship of crew, maybe that had just enough means to uh, take it. They got some cattle pounds and <clears throat> such, but not enough means to stop it. No guns or anything. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the perfect situation, right? It's a suicide mission. Oh, yeah. That, that no one on the crew is aware of except for Ash, mm-hmm. which is... Lovely. Which I mean, if yeah, capitalism. If Ash was the only one left, he would have been able to do it, subdo it, because he's a robot, android, whatever. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if the alien would have attacked him, or if he would have just probably not. Like maybe he would have known how to s- contain it at least to get yeah. to Earth. And I will kind of s- spoil this, but so there's a game called Alien Isolation came out not too long ago. Really good game. Mm-hmm. And they actually had, like, Parker is a voice actor. Sigourney Weaver is a voice actor for the game. Oh, cool. But, it, like, it replicates this a little bit where you're – the aliens travel around in the air ducts and all that stuff. So it's, like, very faithful to the movie and you're hiding and trying to get away from this thing. Uh, there's mm-hmm. androids in that game, which now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, that makes oh. complete sense because we have Ash. And I, I believe in the game they don't – the android does not get attacked by the alien. So maybe that's like, okay. maybe that comes yeah. up later in the other movies or something. But could be. It seems like the alien wouldn't attack the robot, maybe because it's not yeah. actually it's flesh. Not a person. Yeah. Flesh and blood. Interesting. That's, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So again, Ash just basically tells him, like, lol, you're fucked, but good luck. So. Parker gets pissed off and Ripley essentially tells Lambert and Parker, hey, we're just going to like blow this whole thing up and escape in the shuttle. And then Parker gets mad at Ash and like blow torches him to death, which oh, I love fair. This. Yeah. Like <laughs> fair. They, they had already disconnected him. So he wasn't uh, yeah. you know doing anything. But Parker's like, you yeah. and he just fucking melts him. So like the one <laughs> cool scene where a flamethrower is in, you know, being used for something. Yeah, it was a good scene. So Ripley essentially tells Lambert and Parker to go gather as much coolant as they can for the shuttle for the the flight home and that she's going to prepare the shuttle, essentially. Like, she's going to get it ready to go. Meet back up here in seven minutes. You're telling me they split up again? I know. Sid, you're telling me well, they split up again? Jesus. Well, so Ripley hears Jonesy meow over the radio or she just hears him, but she's like, oh, right, the cat. I was not happy with Ripley at this point. Why? I, I know I, I wanted to save the cat as much as you did, Sid. But for the love of God, you've you've turned on the shuttle. You're prepping it. You're ready to go. Yeah. And then you get distracted by a cat, yeah. which you should have been meeting back up with Parker and Lamb. Like, it's mm-hmm. a cat. It's a space <laughs> cat. I know. I, it's amazing. But I, I would also go find the cat. Space cat is going to get you killed. I'm sorry. Well, no, because she's fine. Oh, well, Ripley? Yeah. Well, yeah, but no one else is. Well, space cat's adorable. Anyway, so Ripley goes off, looks for Jonesy. Oh, I have in my notes, as a cat parent, relatable, would rescue my cat, even if alien invasion. So last night's me knew that too. So good job, me. (sighs) Anywho, uh, so Jones jumps and she catches him and puts him in a carrier. So see, she didn't have to go looking for him for very long. She was stumbling around. She was stumbling around, just like going all over the place, like Jones, Jones, because she's hearing the phantom meows in her brain. The shuttle's already prepped, though. She doesn't have to do anything else to the shuttle. She's just waiting, essentially, on 
Parker and Lamb. What what else did she have to do? She's waiting on Parker and Lambert to get the coolant. She could reunite with them because splitting up is always good. Mm-hmm. She had to find the cat. <laughs> Gotta get the cat. <laughs> I guess technically she's not split up because she's with the Jones, but yeah, she's got a partner. Yeah, fuck me, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So Lambert and Parker, however, have the unfortunate luck to get confronted by the alien. And sorry, hold please. Is that I'm a gonna stop the show for a cat. cat. Person or a cat? Person or a cat? Oh, it's a cat. It's my other cat. Hi, Penny. All right. Uh, can we reunite so, now? Okay. Yes, we can reunite. I found the cat. <laughs> so, anywho, life imitates art. She's just like pushing her whole little face in here. Okay. Reunited and it feels so good. That's beautiful pitch you have, Ellen. <laughs> She's not coming in. All right, whatever. Uh, so. No, oh, mind of a tongue. <laughs> Lambert. Okay, I can't tell if Lambert is stuck or if she just freezes. Uh, I think she just freezes. She freezes because she's fucking useless. So Parker's like, get out of the way. Like, I'm going to blast the alien. Like, move. You got to move. And Lambert's like. Ah, ah, uh, and doesn't move. She continues to stand there and freak out. Cool. Get rid- Bitch, get out the way. Get get out the way. That's all Parker had to say. And she was like, oh, right. I know that song. And then like, boom, like, you know, side, side move over there. Okay. Luda. Yes. <laughs> Lambert was a, is an excruciating character in this movie. She's useless. She doesn't do anything the whole movie. She contributes nothing except a bad attitude. Yeah. And gets people killed. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Parker. Let me ask you something. Her- I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to ask you, if you were Parker, would you flamethrower your friend to then, uh, well, I wouldn't even call her a friend at that point, but would you sacrifice someone to flamethrower an alien behind your crewmate or whatever? If it was Lambert, I might. <laughs> Specifically her? Okay. Specific- I mean, if it, no, like I would attempt to help them first. I wouldn't just be like, eh, fuck her and then flamethrower. I, I would try to help, I feel like there's a- but I wouldn't get myself killed. I feel like there's a bit of something with Parker too. It's like, okay. I know you're using like a tracking device that's 2D, but life isn't 2D. Just fucking step around and like flamethrower the alien from the side. Like, what's the big deal, bro? Like, that's true. He it's like a train. Get off the get out of the way of a train. It won't hit you. Yeah, he gets really close. He him. essentially self sacrifices to try to save Lambert, which yeah. doesn't work because then Lambert, like, the alien crushes Parker's head, and then oh, Lambert. I think so. Well, it crushes I... Parker. Yeah, he bleeds. It's out. hard to tell how people die, and and to, to to your point of like they took out some of the violent stuff. I don't mind that, but it is very much no. like, are they actually dead? I don't know. But and Parker got the the second mouth. Yeah, the second uh, smaller mouth that I figured once like a piston. I, I figure every time I see the little mouth that the person's mm-hmm. probably dead. Yeah. So Parker self sacrifices himself for Lambert, but it doesn't mean anything because then the alien just kills Lambert because she doesn't move. She doesn't run. She just stands there crying. Parker gave her a chance and she did the same exact thing oh. <laughs> that she was doing before that. Didn't oh, learn a lesson. Ugh. Yeah. So that one annoyed me because I liked Parker and it felt like Parker didn't need yeah. to die. Like that was really needless. He could have will- escaped. I will say at the very beginning of the movie, though, when Ripley goes and checks on Parker and Brett 
and they're supposed to be repairing the ship because it landed and got damaged. Mm-hmm. Parker says something about money again. Both him and Brett talk about money again. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, you'll get what's coming to you, Parker. And it's like, oh, that means he's not going to survive this what? movie. Yeah. I so I kind of figured from that, it was like, oh, man. Poor Shadow. So Ripley, she hears Lambert screaming. So she runs to go see what's happening. Like she grabs Jonesy and runs to help. Um, and then she just sees a dead Parker and very wisely, instead of going into the room to investigate, just gets the hell out of there, like runs away, which is smart. Good it's job. Smart. I probably wouldn't even have gone checked on them after the scream. I'm like, mm. eh, probably not worth it. I prob- Well, I would have checked on him, but yeah. So she activates. Much braver than me. <laughs> she activates the emergency detonation system because. Mm-hmm. The, the goal is still the same. She's going to get on the shuttle, get the hell out of there, blow the ship up with the alien in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch this at first. I got confused. But the ship's like, okay. The ship doesn't say okay. But the ship's going <laughs> to blow in, in 10 minutes. And they have, she has five minutes to change her mind and shut off the detonation system. Or it's just going to blow no matter what. That's Why five minutes? Well, I, I will say that's a good self-destruct sequence. You want to <laughs> give people a chance to like... I changed my mind, actually. I don't want to do this. Like, how many movies do you watch where it's just like, you have two seconds to leave? (laughs) And it's like, you have no chance of, like, turning the bomb off or whatever. So I'll give the movie this. They at least gave her, like, an interesting way of, like, oh, you could actually, uh, you could stop this if you want to. If you want to. Comes in handy, too. Yeah. Right. Yes. So Ripley grabs Jonesy's cat carrier and hauls ass. And she. Cat carrier is. Cat carrier is very liberal. It's like a toolbox. <laughs> she throws the yeah. cat in. It's insane. It's huge. So <laughs> she runs to the space shuttle, and I got confused why she ran away. And then I realized the alien's like standing in front of it, right? So that's why she tries to go back and turn off the self destruct, but she can't get oh. it in time. Is that why? Because I got confused because she runs there and then she runs back and tries to turn off self destruct. I, I got a little mixed up here because she also, so she starts to. Self-destructs thing. And then she, I just have – so Ripley goes down to fight it because she's like going back down into the ship again. I'm like, what are, wait, what are you doing? Like the vent system. Right. Am I crazy or was there some reason for that? Because that's – I thought she tried to run to the shuttle. The alien's in front of the shuttle. So she runs back down to turn off okay. self-destruct to give herself more time. Okay. Okay. That's uh, what which, I, Like wait for it to move away kind of thing. Sh- sure. I, I Yeah. I, I just thought the scene was weird yeah. where she was like – but I'm Please. not sure. No, if that's yeah. right. And I think this is what the intent was is so when she starts the self destruct, when she's then heading towards the shuttle is when she refines Dallas and yeah. who's the other one? Was but, it Brett hanging and still yes. alive? Right. What? But so, so I think her, <laughs> it was pretty gruesome. Well, oh. I also I watched the director's cut, so I don't know oh. if this was in. No, it huh. was. Uh, it was. Okay. I, I, I must. I must have just missed it. But that's how what I'm. But yeah. So wondering. she sees the almost dead crew members. They're like held captive in this gooey mess that is very resemblant and what the ship's interior, the alien ship's interior, huh. look like. Right. Okay. And so she sees them, and she tries to flamethrower them dead, but nothing really catches fire. So my guess is that she's like, "Well, I could still." defeat the alien maybe so let me turn off the self-destruct and i'll fight it 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 was very confusing because i I don't know if like her finding her other crewmates who were in that situation was on the way 
to some mm. to where she needed to go because it seemed like she took a, a like different route and was like, "Why are you going back into the ship?" I was like, kind of yelling at her at this point. But then she discovers her crewmates, and I will say that Dallas had like a, a line that I've heard before. He just says, "Kill me," because he's he. It's obviously he is not going to make it, and he's still alive somehow. And so he's basically just like, "Kill me, kill me," and that's when she flamethrowers both of them. And like you said, Helen, they they did not really give a good like. Okay, and they're dead, and everything's good now. She just kind of like flames the wall and like kind of does a nod and like leaves, and it's like okay, I guess they're put out of their misery now. Wow, I don't remember any of that. I maybe I passed <laughs> out. I don't know. That's weird. Okay, well that makes more sense. It makes sense in that like I guess the alien we're related to believe that the alien like keeps these alive, and are these going to be like future hosts or like food mm-hmm. for later or something? I don't know, but yeah, a little snack. Mm-hmm. A little hallway smooching. Hallway smack. All right. So, okay. That's good to know. So, Ripley, after all that stuff that uh, hey, Jack and... Uh-huh. Sorry, it's another thing that's addressed in the sequel. She, The alien is making a nest and is putting food lining the walls of that nest. That is... Foul. Well, I was going to say, very touching for her babies. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Helen, thank you for the help. Uh, I I appreciate that. I missed that. Yeah, I did not get that part. So no problem. All right. <laughs> so after all that, uh, Ripley is running back, trying to turn off the self destruct, which doesn't work, and she runs through the hallway, screaming a lot, swearing a lot. Which fair, I get it. So she do do do. She goes back to the shuttle with her blowtorch. She picks up Jonesy and just kind of creeps towards the shuttle she throws him into the shuttle like because this like jack said is a durable cat carrier (laughs) yes so the shuttle gets ready to leave there's a countdown they blast off and then the ship explodes and you're like phew she made it thank goodness not quite and you know what that ship was made of sid what four nuclear bombs oh because there's like four nuclear explosions that she's like getting away from where it's like oh my god like yeah it just keeps blowing up so now everyone is officially dead who's on board because you're not gonna survive that i bet ash is still there (laughs) ash is blowtorched to death well yeah he probably is still there so then there is a scene where uh ripley's just kind of cuddling jonesy and she's like hey it's so good to see you and jonesy tolerates that for like 30 seconds and then he's like fuck off you can tell that cat wants to get out of that situation it's like trying to get away from her yeah, so she plops him down into stasis and Jonesy goes to sleep. And then for some reason, well, I know the reason. We'll get into it later. But she strips. So she strips down to a little tank top and underwear that is not fully covering. And it bothers me because she lets it just hang halfway down her ass crack. And I'm just like, pull your underwear I mean, up. That's not comfortable. I know you're uncomfortable. I mean, no one's looking. so it's... That's fine. But like... <laughs> It's not comfy on her little butt like that. It doesn't it doesn't look comfortable, no. Yes. Anyways, so she's getting ready for stasis and then we discover that the big old alien has snuck on board with her. Ugh. Great. Tired of this guy. Tired of this guy. So she like backs up into a closet essentially where there is a spacesuit. So she's really trying to she's trying to like very quietly get into the spacesuit, which was pretty clever. Yeah. And I, I guess, like, we, so the alien didn't see her or whatever? Because the alien is not reacting like she's around. It's just. 
it's I don't know what to what to describe. It's like tangled up in like pipes and is like moving around. It's really weird. I think it might be dying a little bit. Good. Because otherwise it would have just like like jumped and attacked her. Like it was sleeping. Or it could have been sleeping. I've never seen so, sleeping like that. It, it was all curled up in a ball. There's a side sleeper. Yeah. yeah. Oh side sleeper. Now I can relate. She so she <laughs> goes into the closet she's trying to get on the spacesuit and she comes back out and then she's just like lighting up little she, gases she, she has also armed herself with a harpoon gun too which she has armed herself yes nice little nice little uh, reference to event horizon i mean the other way around anyways okay ripley's a great final girl <laughs> yes event horizon i hear you thank you so so she essentially blasts him up and the alien is coming at her and she opens the airlock and kind of like shoots him out but he won't go so she shoots him with a harpoon gun like jack said and then he gets like stuck in the um he gets like (laughs) sucked up into the like engine (laughs) into the engine engine vent thing or whatever yeah so she just turns on the engine and 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 slams the door and he leaves he goes away he bye He gets blasted out into space. He doesn't just say goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired. So uh, then the threat is finally over. Woo, we can relax. So our final scene is Ripley is giving her final report of what happened. Jonesy's just kind of hanging out on her lap or with her. And she's like, we'll make, you know, we'll reach Earth within six weeks. And... Then they pull themselves into stasis. Like she puts herself and the cat into stasis, and that's the movie. And we assume she makes it back. Theoretically. Ta-da. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of sequels. No, so theoretically. Oh, oh, okay. Theoretically, she makes it back. Ta-da. I do want to point out a very frustrating part of this last scene. Love it. Let's do it. You're going to love this. I bet I won't. Well, okay. She's singing like some blow by herself <laughs> to comfort herself, which is annoying me. She took so fucking long to push the airlock button it's like oh. fucking aliens right there just hit the fucking she's like just hit the button well she does this weird thing she's wearing a space helmet which visibility is basically like a cone in front of you and she's like turning around like she can see the alien behind her it's like just push the button you idiot <laughs> i was getting really pissed at, at ripley at this point so that's fair oh also good point sorry yes i'm sorry oh, Jack. yes thank good you good point uh, stop i tell you good job all the time you, no you do actually yeah <laughs> uh so that that scene where she's like singing lucky star like you are my lucky star to kind mm-hmm. of pump herself up they got so pissed that they put that in the movie because it cost a lot of money to get royalties to be able to use that song okay <laughs> I, I did not turn on the subtitles so i couldn't even hear what she was saying i just have, kept hearing star every once in a so that what who sings that? What song is that? You are my lucky star. Um, I don't know. What song I mean, is it song. like Michael Jackson's version? Like, why did it cost so much? It seems like a like public domain song. Well, it wouldn't have been a public domain in '79. Well, I just mean like it. It, it sounds like a lullaby or like a nursery rhyme. I wasn't expecting it to be an actual. No, it's song. a. Is it the Gene okay. Kelly one? Yeah, it's "You Are My Lucky Star" by Gene Kelly. He's singing it to Debbie Reynolds in singing in the rain so it's from a famous musical that's why i don't know what it is yeah <laughs> I, I just interesting tidbit yeah, okay that, so i sorry go ahead oh no that, thank you for 
clarifying what that song was. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, just so we don't uh, give credit to the wrong people. So apparently, You Are My Lucky Star was Petula Clark's first LP. Oh. Back in 1956, I think. Damn. That's what it's and it, I don't know what time this movie was set in, but god damn, that, that song has some legs if it lasted till 2355. I had a couple weird-ass facts now that we're done with the movie and it won't be spoilers. If y'all are in Toronto. Yeah. No. Well, tough toodles. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm super excited. Can't you hear it by the tone of my voice? I would say <laughs> Helen's excited, so we're going to do it. Okay, so Ridley Scott apparently wanted to originally end this movie. Uh, Helen, you might know this because you seem to know more about Alien than Jack does, but Ridley Scott <laughs> apparently right. wanted to. You haven't seen I do it. Love these movies. Yeah. You've seen all of them. You're actually right. Yeah. This is my first time seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Ridley Scott originally wanted to end the movie with Ripley losing. Like, the alien was supposed to kill Ripley and, like, get on board and kill Ripley and then imitate Dallas's voice and make a final calm call and be like, oh, this is Dallas and we're coming in so that the alien could, like, kill everybody when it landed on Earth. Okay. But, no, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, and when so when Ridley Scott pitched this, he was told that if he didn't let Ripley win and the alien died, he would be fired. Like the studio got that pissed off that they're like, absolutely not. Ripley has to win, and if you don't change that, you're out of here. Because that's if he got his way, that's like the most depressing movie ever. It's so bleak. Plus, I don't think it would have had the staying power that it does with her. Well, it would have just been another alien movie. In in the sequels, they wouldn't because she's she's back in the sequel, I assume. She's in fact, I know she is yeah. because I story. was expecting a certain ending and I did not get the ending I was expecting. So that must be a different, like my aliens mm. or something. Um, mm. Probably the second one. And Probably. similar, but different. Mm. With a, like a mech suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. That's, that's number two. And that's alien. That is what I was waiting for. I'm like, there's like five minutes left. They're going to really have to wrap this shit up. She has like two minutes according to the explosive self-destruct thing. Like they better get this thing in here. <laughs> didn't happen. So I was uh, tricked by that. So Ridley Scott does later admit that uh, letting he, Ripley live was the right call, but he doesn't admit it for like a while. He stuck to his guns for. Oh, yeah, get all those, all those paychecks. I know, right? He has to get above fifteen million before he mm-hmm. admits he's wrong with that. But okay, and another random thing that he wanted to do, he wanted. This is why she was in her tank top and. Mm. badly fitting underwear he wanted her to be naked and then he wanted the alien to see her naked get excited and start like touching itself to her why why i i thought i thought she was going to be based on how because she was like undressing to get in cryostasis so i'm like oh here it goes i'm glad they stopped and that sounds so stupid i'm glad they did not do that that is disgusting yeah because then you know why there's mm. not a hallway for them to kiss in. No smooching. That's true. It would have had to be in the main room. Jesus. And who wants to do that? No. Right. Ma- so, make out like you're ashamed. Oh, That's I got one more fun model. fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> make out like you're ashamed. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack's rules for life. Uh-huh. That's number uh-huh. one. Okay. So my last fun fact, spoiler fun fact, is um, apparently the scene where Ash's head, like, like Parker knocks his head off. 
Mm-hmm. When they showed this in a London theater, for, like for the first time, it caused an usher to pass out. What? Just fainted. I don't know. People be fainting. So this is like the exorcist where people were like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They're digging in an archaeological dig in Iran. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't handle this. Uh, yes. So that's wow. the movie. That's that's my fun facts. Um, okay. I want to go back to your first one because mm. was this implied then? Can can does the alien mimic like human voices or no? Because I no, really it never thought does in any of the sequels. Well, oh, okay. it was that was what he wanted the original ending to okay. be. Right. Okay. Right. No, right. I don't think it ever actually does. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't no. sure if that played okay. on an established deal of the alien. Oh, because the the sound of Jones meowing is all throughout this, and they could have easily shoehorned in true Ripley. You know who's hallucinating that, or having the alien make those sounds to like lure her. So okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, the alien is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it never has the ability to speak. It just <laughs> it just it screams is. like a little bitch when it goes gets pushed out of an airlock. Yeah, well, I would also <laughs> scream if I got pushed out of an airlock. It would hurt. It would hurt. And then you die. What oh. <laughs> Why you do this? Yes. Okay. On to alcohol. Ripley Wait, and Jones. What? Who's our what? final femme? Oh, shut up. It's clearly <laughs> Ripley and Jonesy. Both of them. Yep, too. Yeah. So the cat's got right. a drink, too? Yeah. Cat can, have a, cat can have some catnip. He gets a little nip. Oh, he's going to freak out on that shuttle. He's going to freak out, man. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I don't care. Wow, well said. Okay. <laughs> I will go first. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I got this. Subtitles for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this from um, glassofbubbly.com, which I've used before. They have some good cocktails. It's classic, so, yeah. Yeah. They have Halloween cocktails for Alien, and this is from October 20th, 2023. It's pretty frequent. Or recent, not frequent. <clears throat> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this one is called the... Oh, I thought it had a cute name. This is just called the Alien Cocktail. Okay. Um, so it has Heppel Douglas Fur Vodka. <laughs> pepper- wow. Uh, it's a fancy vodka. Um, peppermint Syrup. Prosecco, Ooh. and then uh, nori sheets, which is what you would use. It's seaweed, like so that's what you yeah. Need. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how you make it? It's uh, 15 milliliters of Heppel Douglas fur vodka, five milliliters of peppermint syrup. You top it up with the prosecco, and then you garnish it with the uh, nori seaweed sheets by gently wetting them and then placing them around the glass like the tail of the xenomorph. Hmm. I I don't know yeah. what that garnish would make that taste like because that's like it's a little salty, right? I mean, that's yeah, a little bit. It's like the it... salty in the rim equivalent with <laughs> interesting with seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> not, not the worst, but anyways, yeah. So that's the okay. alien. I would definitely give that a shot because of the peppermint. I love. Love that mint. I would try it. I don't really like um, peppermint or vodka that much, but like the combo with the champagne might be okay. Yeah. So. Well, you would have never got mine. Oh, okay. And you know why? Because I made it up. I couldn't find nice. shit. Nice. 
<laughs> so okay, and I wanted to incorporate a certain ingredient here. So, okay. um, what I would give Ripley and uh, Jones is what I would give space potato vodka with mucinex. Ew, what? <laughs> well, because of the slime from the alien, you know, I want the kind of mucusy. Well, you take the mucinex to get rid of the mucus, but like it would be present, I'm sure. You know, they used KY jelly to make them all slippy. Not mucus. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. not a sexy alien. <laughs> yes, it fucking is. I will be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. Take it out to the hallway. Um, Always and I would, call, I would call it the Jones. Um, because you're oh, jonesing like for name. some alcohol, you know. Um, and, and this can be served in a glass that ranges from a shot glass to a mason okay. jar. It doesn't matter. You pick whatever you want. I don't care. Well, shouldn't it have like orange in it if you're calling it the Jones? Excuse me. This is oh, my okay. fucking drink, Sid. <laughs> okay, Jack. No, that's a good so point. Sorry. I think we need something other than just potato vodka and mucinex flavoring. So, yes, I think. Little, little orange garnish or something. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or Aperol spritz. I, I love that you're improving my drink because it, re <laughs> it really needed it. It, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, it, it did need that. I uh, I don't I, – I just want to know what a space potato tastes like, you know? I, I Like I, what I envision is that they have they have food on board that's stored away where they're going to have to use it for the 10 months that they're going to be out. Surely yeah. there's some fucking potatoes in there and you're going to – you're going to distill – you're going to make that into a, a an alcohol mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously what are you going to do? Else what else are you going to do with potatoes? What, well, what else are you going to do on board no. for 10 months? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you got your base. I was, yeah. And then, I mean, all that's laying around is KY, so you might as well just throw that in there too. I feel like you're just trying to kill people at this point. <laughs> you mean like the alien? <laughs> We're not trying to murder our final femme. <laughs> I'm trying to – what I'm trying to do is this is the drink you have before you go into cryostasis. It's like what? it'll certainly knock you out. Ex exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I, watching these sci-fi movies, mm. um, th because we, you know, I think, uh, well, obviously Event Horizon had cryostasis because Alien mm. did. <laughs> I feel like we've watched another one that has had it, but like I could really go for some good crowd sleep right now. I really could use some good crowd sleep. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe a year. That's yeah, right. Maybe I can catch up really to where nice. I'm supposed to be at. Sleep-wise. Yeah. I take a couple different things for sleep, but I've been taking melatonin recently, which works, but then I get these weird-ass nightmares. So hopefully you don't get nightmares Ooh. on cryostasis. Oh, man. I, I That's a good question. I wonder. Mm -hmm. because... because then you can't wake up. You're just stuck there. <laughs> it's the Ugh. ultimate, like, yeah, it's the <laughs> Oh, my oh. God. That would be terrible. You I better know. hope you have a good dream. <laughs> That's yeah. why I mean, you take the Jones. They were having nightmares. Mm. Sorry, Helen, please. Jones will loop you up. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> I hope you went to the bathroom before you went to craft stations. Ew. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Gross. What were you saying, No, Helen? but yeah. Uh, uh, Event Horizon. They did have nightmares in craft sleep. Every time when oh, Samuel yeah. wakes up, he was waking up from a nightmare. True. That would suck because you can't wake up. Mm. That would really suck. Also, Sam Neill deserved it for he was he was a piece Sam of shit. Sam Neill did deserve oh, yeah. it. 
Yeah. yeah. Where we're going, we don't need dreams. We need nightmares. Claire! <laughs> Take me with you, Claire! Bring forth the Claire. Uh, bring forth the Claire! <laughs> <laughs> bring forth the Claire. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, our next movie is The Uninvited. Correct? 1944 is Uninvited. I was going to say we should specify the year because I think that's going to be a... Um, mm. This is probably easily the first, the earliest movie we've done, right? I mean, Psycho. Is... Yeah, because Psycho was nineteen sixty, yes. but since this one's forty four, yeah, this will be our oldest one we've done yet. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this how this goes. Fancy. So, uh, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to our final fan podcast episode of Alien. As you can tell, we're getting a little punchy. Um, but. You can follow us on Final Femme Podcast on Instagram. Click. What? I, I just make the sound. I think that's it, right? Make a sound when you click. Never mind. When you click? I don't fucking know. Take all this out. <laughs> How does Instagram work? About? When you follow someone, is it like, ba-ding? Or, you know, like, does it make a sound or something? Or? Yeah, it says, ba-ding. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> then we don't have to cut anything because I just made that sound. What, you, what is going on? Said you. I don't know why that's so fucking it's... funny. <laughs> I'll take it. Again. Yo, I've been dinged this this uh, guy the other day, <laughs> and now I've got all these other people bedinging me. Bedinged. Oh, just good content. in a hallway. We smooch in the hallway and bedinged. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna start that again. So you can follow us on Instagram at Final Fem Podcast, or if you would like to. Email us. You can email us at finalfempodcast at gmail.com. Or if you do not want to write us an email or follow us on Instagram, or in addition to, you can um, give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, It really helps other people to find us, Mm -hmm. which we would love to expand this year. That's our goal. But yeah, otherwise, we will see you next time, friends. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.